Welcome on in to episode five uh, of the Baseline Basketball Podcast. This is a special one today. Um, we're joined by a couple of special guests uh, as we're launching the Akiwa Management Group. Uh, we're joined by uh, basketball entrepreneurs, uh, legends in New Zealand, Paul Berridge and KJ Allen. Uh, how are you going, boys? Hey, um, Stevie. Um Great, mate, but that introduction, mate, was a little bit undervalued. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been thinking of that for a week. <laughs> Love it, mate. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Great to be here and great to be talking about some exciting things that we've already got the wheels turning for. So um, a lot to dive into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, it's pretty exciting. Um you know, 2020 was a bit of a shit year, but we I feel like, you know, Hoop Nation made the most of, of what was a pretty tough year and then now rolling into 2021. Um, yeah, we're taking this opportunity on the Baseline podcast to talk about a keyword management group. Uh, I'll, I'll start off firing away and um, thanks, Josh, for also hosting us today. Uh, it's a pretty, I'd say it's a pretty momentous moment in, in, you know, the history of New Zealand basketball to to be starting this this player-focused management group that um, is going to be providing players with opportunities, not just in New Zealand, but uh, around the world, and looking to give that real player focus around um, the really strong values, family values, um, you know, nutrition, performance, just everything that that is important to get our, to bring professionalism to the game, and then be able, our athletes to be able to perform on the, on the highest stage at a world-class level. I'll go to you first, uh, KJ. I mean, in you know, you, you've started scaling up uh, Hoop Nation after ten years. What what is it that you that you see about a player management um, group uh, that can help professionalise the game in New Zealand to the level that that the players and the supporters need? Well, you, you've put a lot in there, Stevie and um, Josh. Thanks for hosting us. Um, I just want to go back, talk a little bit some history. Uh, when Paul and I first started Hoop Nation, it was player focused, player and fan focused right from the very beginning. And so that ethos has maintained all the way through and stepping into this void that we see in terms of how um, basketball athletes from our perspective don't seem to get the type of value placed on them and the care placed on them that we believe that they should. And so we're bringing that same player-focused mentality and that player-focused ethos to support our athletes. Um, and so it's, it's, it is, it's an exciting time for us. It's a new development, and we think we're going we're gonna to make some huge inroads in, in lifting um, expectations of what athletes um, who are professional elite athletes um, should come to expect and the treatment that they, that they deserve, both the men and women. Yeah. I love that, yeah, and, and I, I think that the, the game has got to a point in New Zealand now where we, New Zealand has grown basketball to a point where the player numbers are just absolutely going through the roof. The last time I think the official player numbers came out, secondary schools basketball was second, so the game mm-hmm. has, has got to a point where it's grown so quickly, but a lot of the services and the things that should go with that level of participation, actually they haven't they haven't really been created like these sort of things haven't been created yet. So, you know, you see the, um, you know, Hoop Nation classic tournament, 163 teams. Now there's, there's things happening um, 
now in basketball where there, there aren't the support systems to have that have created uh, been created alongside these amazing things. So you see things like you know secondary school participation, um, you know basketball tournaments like like Hoop Nation. These things are growing so quickly, and now you see a player a player management system, a player management agency is is needed. Um, I'll go to you next, Paul. Where, has, it, has this been something that that you guys have have thought about pre- previously? You know, and and it sort of make does it sort of make sense with the connections that that you guys have had in the game for so long as well. I yeah, it has been brewing for a few years now, um, just with the level of participation in the in the men's elites, uh, but also not forgetting the women's elite and and the professionalism that uh, the women's game is building to and is needed. Um, We've, we've had those relationships with some of those top players that have come through and, and making relationships and just continuously asking, you know, how are they placed? You know, what's their goals? You know, are they getting looked after in regards to, you know, the development and the pathway and exposure opportunities that they're trying to achieve with the game? So it's a conversation that me and KJ regularly had and then also seeing... Um, the trust in the brands in regards to what we've delivered with with Hoop Nation um, over the last 10 years. And, you know, going back to what KJ said, when we established the foundations for what we do was always player focused. And coming into this this realm of opportunity of trying to support players, um, it's you could probably say it's not more the mentoring, it's just having a voice of support, you know, and understanding that, you know, you could bounce... Um, thoughts of um, us in regards to you know our knowledge and our networks that we've built over the last ten years and and you couldn't you know some players are not in those sorts of situations where they understand what what their possible value is and where they might have opportunities you know um, and that's you know that with the participation at such a high level regarding you know. Uh, secondary school level um, and age groups it's just like well the kids that have gone away to America and come home and you know players that have been in the league that have gone straight from secondary school straight into the NBL um, it's still really raw for them Um, and you know them trying to you know us as being Kiwis we're still very humble in regards to challenging things uh, for our own best interest and I think out of you know players that we've spoken to a lot of players that at the top you know level in regards to ambl have got representation in australia you know or representation in the states or you know there's not anything really strongly connected to you know how these players are brought up um what their backgrounds are um you know the values of the the way that we play the game and the culture of the way that basketball is played in new zealand as well so yeah, it's, it's 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 been it's been an itch that's been you know we've been needed to scratch for a long time in regards to seeing what we can do to support and you know the excitement of where it's where it's actually started this year has just shown that there's there's a there's a huge niche um, for for their player support and development and opportunities. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good, and I think. What what you sort of alluded to there around the way that that New Zealanders and Kiwis are like we, you know, there's obviously there's a tall poppy thing and and as well, but 
sometimes people don't want to put themselves out there in terms mm. of negotiating. And, and so I think that, you know, having someone be able to negotiate on your behalf, I mean, you can go into a lot of industries. It could be con- it could be construction or management and you have recruiters that come in and a lot of people in job and, and a lot of high jobs will swear by recruiters because mm. recruiters will go and they will negotiate for you to, to take that away from you. And I think that a lot of Kiwis do struggle with with their value, be that in a in a job or, or, or playing sport or whatever it is. So I think that the the natural thing here with the with the management group is that um, you're looking to come in and have these professional discussions with teams um, around players' value, around um, can they get a strength and conditioning coach? You know, what of their expenses are covered? Um, and even though these things might not seem like a big deal um, in some other industries, for guys that are trying to establish themselves professionally, all these little costs help. All these little things help. If you're mm-hmm. able to to give someone an extra, um, you know, maybe it's just an extra one month or two months wages, this means that that player, maybe he doesn't have to get another, another part-time job um, during the season. He can go and commit fully, um, mentally and physically, to to playing the game for say four or six months, and if he's able to do that without having to focusing on focus on another job, this player is able to play in the New Zealand NBL to a level that puts himself on the shelf for for ANBL. All of a sudden, this player now has an ANBL opportunity. They're playing all year round, and look, that money for a, for a development player in the ANBL, um, I I think it's pretty good money for for three or four months. From there, now this player is playing all year round, and I think the difference that most people probably don't understand is uh, what what someone who is working nine months of the year and trying to train and trying to have a job and then just playing for three months, that person is completely different to someone who is just purely focused on the game for 12 months. And as we see the New Zealand NBL now grow to 10 teams, now whether or not um, I, you know, I or, or we, um, you know, AMG, we agree with it. Um, the New Zealand NBL has 10 teams now. That means that with just the two imports this year, if, if these teams end up going to two imports, that the talent will be, it's going to be pretty thin. But I think it's really important that we we look at this objectively and say, right, if, if these teams are going to be scaling up, there's going to be, you know, 100 semi, 10 teams, they're not going to be 100 professionals because these aren't all going to be full-time basketball players. But it's important that there's a level of professionalism. Now we have these new teams coming in like Franklin Bulls. Um, you've got a team, you've got another team, Auckland Huskies. You've got teams that are coming back like the Otago Nuggets. This level of professionalism is needed there. And we need to encourage more people to try and play the game full-time. If people play the game full-time, especially if they've been to college if they've been to u.s college for four years that's basically they've lived and breathed basketball for a lot of that time there would have been some study in there but they've gone there and done that we can't expect people to have to have done that for four years and then come back to new zealand after and say all right you know we've you've been living basketball for four years but um you know let's go and work at the supermarket for nine months there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with the with those type of jobs to go and supplement the income but we need to try and breed more professionals so we can get guys to Europe. We can get guys to play in the ANBL. There's a massive opportunity at the end of the year um, with a brand new ANBL team. Um, terrible name. They're going to be called the Jack Jumpers, but we'll skip past that. There, there's a massive opportunity there 
um, where there's a whole, a whole new team and then next season there's going to be more local spots in the AMBL squads. There's going to be another 20 spots in the AMBL next year for Australians and New Zealanders. So all of a sudden, New Zealanders, there could be five or six extra spots. We could see the highest amount of New Zealand players yeah. playing in the NBL next season. So this is a massive, this is a massive opportunity. And our New Zealand players have a chance to be there if they want to put the work in, you know, if they if they want to have someone come along and help them, whether it be a strength and conditioning coach, a mental skills coach, an agent. That this is this is what's needed. Um so I'll I'll send it over to you next, uh, KJ. What in terms of professionalism uh, within the game, do you? And I think this is a wider conversation. But what what do you think, and what can you fill the listeners in on what AMG can bring to professionalism, not just with dealings with clubs, but just professionalism in terms of players, um, the game, all of the stuff we talked about, strength and conditioning, all that. What, what do you think that that or agencies and in, in general or management groups can bring? You're right, Steve. That is a, is a that is a wider conversation that's that's needed to be had. Um, where we see ourselves as as AMG is that I think at the baseline level we're taking a lot of stress off players, and we work from a high trust model. And so we're saying to our players that um, allow us to take care of those things that you are needing to do to take your game. To another step and that another step may be a one percent it may be a two percent but whatever it is because a lot of the players are repeatedly doing season after season the same thing and they're not making the progress that they should make and so the manner that we conduct that to get back to your question in terms of the professionalism is how do we package all of that together um, who are the professionals that we associate ourselves with in terms of the management group um, because we want to have a stable of professionals who are at the top of their game that we can tap into, that we can provide the channel and the conduit for athletes to go to, uh, and branding the athletes. We think that's really important. Um, what's the, what's their image, um, and how and how is that taken care of? So there's a lot of things that that we are putting in place to support athletes. And um, one of our athletes earlier said this week, you know, he, he's really enjoying, and it's quite refreshing for him when he said that. It demonstrates working with us that the athlete's needs comes first, and that's a really important to understand in terms of our professionalism. Um, it's the athlete's needs comes first, and so I, I can't overemphasize that enough. But hopefully that's answered what you've been what, what you've been thinking, Stevie, because you're you're right. Everything that you're saying, you know, the, the game is growing, secondary school, um, massive opportunities in Australia. Um, how can our how can our, uh, our our players get over there to play um, to Europe? You know, we just want to be a part of of that journey to support as many athletes as we can to fulfil you know th- their basketball dreams. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's a re- really good point. Player focused, and 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 then that's the thing. When I first became involved with with you know, you, you guys at at Hoop Nation, I realised that that player focus was was such a key thing, and that was the experience you know, on and off the court. Like, the whole thing was was all inclusive. And so being player-focused, I think as a country, we can't just all of a sudden decide that we're player-focused. This It takes time to for your country to, to have actually, not just say it, but to actually go and do it, where um, you're taking care of these guys' needs on and off the court. Um, and, and I think that there's probably been plenty of examples when where 
and it could be the basketball public or the fans or whatever have said, oh, you know, we, we need to get more players to the NBA. And so we have these players who've come through, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, and these guys are prodigies, you know, they, they could be, uh, and we've, we've seen plenty of them. And all of a sudden when they don't turn out for how, you know, fans or administrators or whatever, they don't turn out to the level that maybe people think they should, then it's sort of like, oh, that was, it was, it's on the play, you know, oh, he was, he was this or he was that. And it was sort of like, well, hold on. Yeah. Why aren't we looking introspectively and saying, if, if this player's fallen off, then that so look sometimes yeah maybe this play they just didn't have what it what it took but when this starts to happen time after time I think that people need to look internally at their at their own systems and this could be this could be any any part of the journey you know that could be um, high school BBNC whatever it is I think that people need to look internally and say hey look how can we better support the players so that we can try and get more guys to the NBA or girls to the WNBA. You know, we've we've only ever had, I think we've have we had three NBA players. I think we've had three NBA players, players who've played actual NBA minutes and one WNBA player. So we need to be looking internally and saying, look, there's clearly things aren't working here when we're having this massive fall off from high school. Or, you know, we've got, you know, 100 kids that are playing in the States at the moment playing college ball and we're having this massive this massive fall off in terms of players coming back and and not being part of it. So I think that the t- things like AMG are are a massive you know, a massive part of improving the basketball landscape and using the you know that key that those key words which um, are player focused. Um, can I can I just jump in here, Stevie? Yep. Sorry, yep. no, it's um, all right. Just want to pick up one of the ideas that that, that you've introduced, um, and that is the support. Now, when we start talking to an athlete, we don't talk to the athlete in isolation. And that's an important mm. distinction to recognise. Um, so when we're so when we're talking to athletes, we invite their partners to be a part of that conversation because um, when, when you just think of think of the athlete as an athlete and not as a person, then you're then you're not standing on a good starting point. And so when things do get hard for them, when things are getting rocky for them, if they haven't got those support people in as a part of that conversation and you've been journeying together with their partners as well, with their parents as well, then um, they, then you're losing a lot of their strength base. And we don't want to isolate our players from their strength base. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. Yeah. And and I think that that's always, when you look at, uh, at other parts of the world in terms of basketball, that – that family, that inclusivity—that's re- that's really important. Um, I actually get you to touch a bit on on the values, Paul. Um, but I def- and and the same as with what KJ was saying. Just get you to touch a little bit on the family values that have been such an important part of of forming a not just forming AMG but also Hoop Nation as well. Yeah, um, it's the, the part for those pro players is that they've come through a cycle of, you know, it, it takes a village to raise raise these players, you know, uh, going through representative and then obviously getting into the, the college system if they were to go to that route. But for the pro players, you know, that participate in the NBL, once the season's done, there's, you know, because a lot of these contracts that people are signing right now are, are one-year deals, you know, for the season. So there's no, and this is obviously, you know, the, the building stones are where the league 
is trying to get to and obviously franchises and, and building the finances to sustain these players long term. But it's the, the support base that we try to bring in within the off season is about holding them accountable still. You know, being that that coach and the manager, when you're in that environment, you still got to be held accountable to turning up to training, you know, doing doing the one percenters outside of what you do on the basketball court and also making sure that the vessel that you have as your body is still being looked after to where it needs to be in 12 months, you know, as as long as, you know, you're giving it the right things to sustain with inside a career for five to 10 to 15 years. Um, and the value around the families is, you know, th- this is what this whole Hoop Nation co-copper was, was started on, was trying to provide a platform for, you know, players to get exposure um, to play a high-level competition, um, but not just from the adults all the way through to the youth. Um, and then just building building the trust and reputation about, you know, that going back to that magical word of being player-focused. You know, you come to the tournament of the Classic and, and you feel like pros for the weekend. For that just that small four-day period, um, you know, players going away and, I can't wait for the next tournament, but we might have stimulated something different to happen in the off season. You know, like they've gone out and played and participated in a men's elite competition with kids that are fresh out of school that might not have those opportunities to get to the states, um, but now they're pursuing a career of trying to get into the NBL um, and what that might look like. And if they come to the classic and they play NBL players or current tour blanks and they get a sniff of how good they could potentially mm-hmm. be. Um, they actually have more drive now, you know, they, and now it's more of what do we do to nourish that and, and put them in a, in a, in a process that's going to help them achieve that, you know, um, and I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to be ignorant of what's in the New Zealand landscape at the moment, but I don't know of any um, management businesses or, or the agents that are out there at the moment that have that sort of, you know, um, exposure for their players, um, the relationships, the profiling, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, Stevie, about kids that have gone over to college, they're getting profiled day by day. Every time that they step into a training facility, whether they're going away for away games, home games, um, and just the build-up, you know, just with social media and just the attention that it gives and the exposure that it gives these kids, it really sets them up to continue that and have the confidence to do that. Um, and going back to the players themselves, we don't have a we don't have that foundation of going and putting ourselves out there on the regular, you know, unless it is with a management business or or someone that's looking after you or a franchise that does a great job in the off season to keep promoting their players. Um, and that's you know that's the niche that I think that we can come and and really help support. And it's not just that we're we're putting out false information or trying to create the hype as much as we can on these players, but it's also being realist of what these players' opportunities are and the ones that, you know, we can really help and grow those opportunities to be better with, like you're saying, with the strength and condition and putting more professional people around us that can help them develop, not just on the court, but mentally um, going back into the, the family environment, you know, um, do they have a small family? You know, how's you know, with, with if mum and dad are still, you know, heavily involved with their direction, even these kids that are in their twenties. Um, so it's 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 an overall trust model in regards to relationship building. Um, and I think 
you know, myself being a father and KJ is just that we know the values of what, you know, the, the parents are looking for with their, you know, not their young children, but these are young adults and just still trying to give them the knowledge to make good decisions, you know. So, and, and out of everything that we do, you know, we have suggestions and we've obviously try and massage decisions but ultimately it's it's up to the athlete on some of the, uh, with the foundations of what we have or what we do mm. yeah yeah so those are amazing words yeah so i, I and i think when i ref, when i reflect on especially profile and this has been something that's pro, that's been um that you and i paul have talked a lot and and josh as well talked a lot about personally you know when i got back i know i always hark back to it but when i got back from from the states uh, after I did the course at NBA Summer League, and I realised some of the pitfalls and things that weren't happening around the sport, it it, it was never about blame. But I think that we mm. have to realise why why things aren't the way that they are. And if they, if these are cultural things in terms of people not wanting to put themselves out there, uh, which I think is it is to a to a greater degree, then that those are things that need to be changed. And if we if we aren't good at, prof- at profiling ourselves, if we aren't good at putting ourselves out there, you know, and saying, um, you know, I'm the number five, fifth ranked point guard in New Zealand or whatever it is. Now, I, I don't know if it, if if it should be that kids from that from the age of thirteen should be ranked um, on ESPN mm-hmm. the number one player in the in the country, but there has to be, a, and this is in the states, but there has to be a balance between that and what we're doing here in New Zealand when, you know, someone will ask about high school basketball and and, and I'll say, well, look, we don't have anything on high school basketball at all in New Zealand, you know. They just go along and play and the season's over and you get your trophy and you just walk off into the sunset and go and get a job, you know. (laughs) There has to be some sort of a balance between what's happening in the States and what's what's happening here. And I think by profiling um, players and giving them an opportunity and giving them just a little bit more of that limelight then you know they're able to 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 you know hear even hear about someone on a podcast or someone could could jump on the internet's a powerful thing someone in you the ukraine could jump on and they could see the highlights of a person and they could get on there and they could and they could you know click on this person and they could sign them to a contract they could get a scholarship college coaches and we recently had a college coach on the podcast who talked about this They'll go on Twitter and they'll go and type a kid's name in, um, and if that person comes up with highlights, that kid there or that player is more likely to get a contract or a scholarship than the person that isn't on there. That's an aspect of life now. So we we can as a country we can either decide to adapt to the way that things are, or we can continue to stay in the 80s and 90s and we can have a semi-professional league, um, or we can fulfil kids' dreams by by going a, a couple of steps further um, and having proper video highlights, you know, and, and saying, right, there's a proper way to break these down. We're going to put your playmaking highlights and we're going to put your defense in, we're going to put your threes in, mm-hmm. and they're also going to get a really good photo and and we're going to push you. Now, that, so obviously, the NBA is, is only 500 players per year, but if we want to get a couple more players to the league, then... We've got to tell these kids that they should be aiming for that, you know, that that yeah. we shouldn't be beating these pe- people's dreams down just because we haven't done it. Um, and look, if someone aims for for the NBA and they end up falling in Europe and they make, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year in Europe and they have a great ten year playing career, 
then that's awesome. That, but we shouldn't not aim for the for the stars just because it's something that hasn't been done before. And I think that there's got to be some sort of a balance there. And so now we have this this management group, and we're able to bring in, as you as you guys have said, bring in professionals that can that can go and push these players to be better, uh, while also giving a profile. And so we're going to mention another person here. Um, mention Logan Bodica, who uh, he was strength and conditioning coach for the Auckland Huskies last year, um, and. He also has some exciting roles, I think, that again that um, that he's been talking about um, in terms of where he fits in the basketball landscape. He's a, a strength and conditioning coach who um, gets amazing results with young mm. basketballers before they go to the States. Guys like uh, Jack Salt, Sam Meninga, um, I think he worked with Anzac Rosetto as well. These are this is a, this this is a guy who is doing this professionalism, putting this professionalism in the game. That is needed if we want to get our guys to the NBA. You can't just go and ball out on a Friday night and go and have your 30 points at high school, uh, and then the next day you're just, you know, going to go to Macca's and smash some burgers, you know, um, go out, go out on the booze that weekend. You need to be committed to your craft seven days a week, and so someone like Logan really adds to that. That's the type of per- people um, that we need to be. To be adding, um, you know, and into the things that we're doing there. I'll go go back to you, KJ, before we uh, we'll close it out with Paul after that. Um, what 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 sort of vision do you have for for AMG moving forward in terms of where this thing's going? Um, you, you've you've touched on a whole lot of things, Stevie, that I'm just bubbling and want want to respond to. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I'm really enjoying your commentary and, and everything that you're saying. And, and I agree 100%. Uh, I think, you know, what, one of the one of the th- key things for us is is that for an athlete to have belief is critical. And when they hit a roadblock or they in a slump, if they haven't got the support people around them to handle that, um, you know, a, a lot happens, and they and they end up going sideways. The great thing with what I see of what we're going to be doing is that, and as Paul had said earlier, we're holding our athletes to account. Um, having spoken to Logan, Logan talks about the one percenters that, that these athletes have to commit themselves to. And so if you, uh, you, know, you go to your trainings, um, you go to the gym, um, you've got your coach, you do your three-month stint, and then the rest of the nine months, you know, you're not in- improving your craft, have you said, Stevie? I think where AMG is heading, that's the space I think that's going to make the that's going to make a huge difference for the athletes, you know, and, and looking at them not just as an athlete, but as, you know, they could be a dad, they could be a mum, with with young family, you know, a partner, you know, and and helping them move forward. Uh, and for some of these athletes, like you say, Stevie, you know, aiming for the NBA, they may end up in Europe. Some may may not end up in either but they may have another significant contribution to the game, such as they may become an outstanding coach, administrator, manager, um, entrepreneur in the basketball space. So, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to the journey ahead of us with AMG. Um, and I, I just see nothing but big things for us. And, I, and, I've, and I'm making a prediction here that, you know, we're going to have a significant number of athletes who having recognised the results that we've gotten with the athletes that we have got based upon um, the credibility that we bring with Hoop Nation, I think we're going to have a number of athletes that we, that we will be working with moving forward. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I love that. There's, 
and I think that 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 real positive outlook, like um, that's where we need to be going and thinking about, you know, that yeah, there's there are there are other possibilities there, and you know where we're able to get to to help coaches by growing their profile, and that could be helping someone coach an NBL team, or it could be you know coming on a Hoop Nation tour to Australia. Um, yeah, I see, I so I see so many um, positive possibilities. Um, and also, yeah, being able to to do things yeah on and off the court. Um, we're going to close it out here. Been a really good, been a really great chat. Um, yeah, talking about the the launch of AMG over the last couple of weeks. Um, we're up to to four athletes now, and and we're we're having some really great conversations uh, with uh, with other athletes as well. And um, I think it's 2021 is going to be a great year. And and yeah, we're hoping to. To continue the year as we started with some the, with the exciting announcements that we've had, uh, Josh, thanks for recording as per normal, and um, KJ and Paul, thanks as as usual for coming on. Um, and yeah, we will we'll talk to everyone again soon.